Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. celebrate God's faithfulness over these last 10 years. Whether you're here, whether you're online, happy anniversary. This is a big, big deal. And as we say here all the time, only God, only God. So we are so excited to celebrate only with you tonight. Only God, that is right. Uh, my name is Jeannie. Hi, uh, hi Jared. I'm Jared. Uh, this is Jared. And we have the profound privilege of being the founders and the lead pastors of Soul City Church. And I just want to welcome everybody that is joining us online. It is so good to be with you. In fact, we'd love for you to drop in the comments where you are watching from. Literally, yeah, people huge. watch Soul City now from around the, the world. world. Yeah, so we'd love know to, to know where you're watching from. And I want to shout out to everybody here in our actual auditorium in Chicago. Our live studio our audience. Our live studio audience. Tonight's service Did is recorded in we front of a live studio audience. That's, That's right. awesome. That's this right. is so fun. We're big time. I don't know about that. Uh, but, you know, Soul City, um, we're just a local church. And now we have a global vision with the same simple mission. We want to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and we have so much to celebrate. And we've been doing it all week. And the, the, the vision and the dream that God actually gave us over 10 years ago was far bigger and far better than anything we could have come up with or imagined on our own. The story of all of this is just the story of God's faithfulness. That's really what this is all about and what can actually happen when you put your hope fully in him. That's right. And when God, you know, first gave us the, the vision for a church that was rooted in the transforming love of Jesus, we knew that that mission had to work on us. Mm -hmm. We knew that if our lives weren't being changed by Jesus, if we weren't becoming yeah. more and more of who God created us to be, then none of this would be worth it. Mm -hmm. And I am here to tell you, these two are not the same people. No, you saw it in the pictures. <laughs> we are, this is true, this yeah, is true. There's a lot more gray hair uh, oh, wow. over the last 10 years, but Fashion we chances. are not the same people we were when we started this church, and God has transformed us. Yeah, but we also know that the last 10 years have been about more than just us and more than just that. We've seen God do immeasurably more than we could have ever hoped for or imagined. From our living room in Atlanta to the original building, as you saw in that video, uh, all along the way, we did not have much, especially in those early days. We did not have much. This and this is a true. true story. Lawler's here, and she can back us up. Our entire church fit into like three Rubbermaid bins that was stored in our garage. That was Soul City for a number of months. But while we didn't have much uh, in the ways of like churchy stuff, we did have hope. Yes. We had our hope fully in God that he would see this vision through. That's right. And, and God helped us uh, to actually somehow transform a warehouse into a house of worship. Yeah. And that continues to this day. And there are some amazing, faithful people that were there 
in those early, early days. And we just want to pause tonight. And if you were a part of Soul City, if you were a founder or you were there in that first year, we just want to ask you to stand so we can honor you and bless you yes. and hold you in high regard. And you know who you are. You're here so in this that's room right. tonight. If you came the first so I just want to ask City, you to stand, stand up wherever and you're at bless online. These Put amazing, some praise hands in the comments for these amazing folks who came. There's our kids, Jeannie, that started yep. this church with us. There they are. Uh, how cool. Kurt and Katie are here yeah. from San Diego. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Uh, what, what an incredible uh, opportunity, thrill of a lifetime. And again, in the beginning, we didn't have much. We didn't have a ton of people uh, when we started, but we did have hope that God would actually bring more. Yeah, and when I look back and I see this picture of this happy little family and these little kids um, and all the dreams that were inside of us, you know, we had no idea how this church would change our lives. We had no idea that we were, we were actually planting the church that we most needed. Yeah. Um, we had no idea that this would be the place where both of our kids would come to find Jesus in a transforming relationship, that both of them would choose to be baptized. They would invite their friends and their teachers here. We had no idea how us choosing to hang our hope on God would literally transform us from the inside out. And I think about those little kids, and now I look at this picture, and I think <laughs> how it's going 10 years later. Elijah's um, a little bigger. Yeah, I and I'm pretty convinced that's the last time I'm going to hold my 15-year-old <laughs> yeah, son. Um, right. But... Yeah. So much group. of this church has changed our lives, okay. and we are so deeply grateful yeah. to you, Soul City. And our hunch is you probably have a, a similar story. You know, whatever capacity you've been a part of Soul City, whether you were here from the beginning, or whether you just started coming, or whether you started coming to Soul City during quarantine, uh, whether you're here in this room right now tonight, or whether you're actually watching online, my hunch is that you got here, you came here with hope. There was some yeah. hope that you had that God could and that God would change your life. Yeah. Hope that you would actually be able to grow in a relationship with God, not just know about him, but really know him and grow in that relationship. Hope that you'd make meaningful friendships and relationships that maybe might even last a lifetime. Maybe you showed up with hope that you could find healing mm -hmm. and purpose for your life. Hope that somehow this place could be a part of helping you become all of who God created you to be. Because at the end of the day, that's really all that we're about. That's what's mm -hmm. so important to us. That's what hope does and why hope is so important in our lives. Because hope helps you believe what you can't yet see. Yes, that's Hope right. helps you claim today right. what is not yet. It helps you believe yes. what you can't yet see. And yes. there was a ton that we could not see, Jeannie, yes. in the beginning. But we had hope to believe. And that is what the, it's at the heart of hope. God, I believe even if I can't see it. Yeah, and God has done some extraordinary things over the last 10 years. You got to hear stories, but we want to kind of give you a snapshot yeah. of all that God this has been cool. doing over the last 10 years. And as we say here on a regular basis, this is an only God story. Only God. It's an only God story. And so I want you to just get a picture of some of the movement of God in and through this place over the last 10 years. So take a look at this. Isn't that awesome? Just to get a, uh, just a little, it's just a little snapshot mm -hmm. of God's faithfulness. And I feel like, Jeannie, I feel like, you know, we're here in this room. I, these folks get it who are here. But I feel like I don't know how it's going for those who are watching online right now, wherever you're at in the world, whether you're in your pajamas or not. I don't know how it's going for you right now. <laughs> and if you're not celebrating and cheering at some level online, 
you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so here's what I want us to do. We're actually going to all together in this room and everyone watching online, wherever you're at. I don't care if you're at Starbucks. You're about to do this. You're probably sitting outside anyway. You're about to do this. I want you to say that phrase, only God, that's become so central to the mission of our church. I'm going to count to three and we're all going to say at the same time, only God as loud as we can through our masks. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. One, two, three. Only God. God. That's right. I'm assuming the internet is echoing. We just broke the internet with that. <laughs> Only God, because that really is at the heart of everything that we do. And while it's so fun to celebrate all that we just did in that quick snapshot video, uh, it's, it is true. There's no way any of us could have imagined all of this, and there's no way that any of us could have ever imagined a year like 2020 and all that it would bring. Yeah. I remember vividly standing on the stage. It was in the center of the room last year at our ninth anniversary. And we were celebrating the expansion of the vision that God had given us to make as much room for as many people as possible mm -hmm. to come find and follow Jesus. We talked about how we were going to be starting two new churches mm -hmm. over the next two years, to the west and to the north. We talked about how we were going to be opening up a house of hope to serve mm -hmm. our neighbors in need. And how we should, you know, we wanted, we sensed God give us a vision for a Soul City studio in case we ever needed to record our messages <laughs> or grow our online presence at some point in the future. <laughs> Just in case. Well, a few things happened since that anniversary mm -hmm. to this one, and we were on a path, this is what's so incredible to me, we were on a path actually to open doors to our second Soul City Church this month. We were supposed to open doors November of 2020 for our second Soul City Church, but when coronavirus hit, we obviously knew mm -hmm. it was time to hit pause on that vision for now. We just hit pause on that vision. What we didn't know was how challenging and how traumatic uh, this season was going to be for so many yeah. in our church and for millions around the world. We had no idea what this year would hold. We didn't know the, the pain that people would be walking mm -hmm. through, the fear that they would face, the grief that so many yeah. would come to experience. We didn't know much when we first kind of made some of those decisions, but we did know this. We, we knew that people needed the church to be the church yes. like yes. never before. With everything else going on around us, we knew that the world needed the church to actually do what the church does more than ever before, even if it looks yeah. like nothing we'd ever imagined. Yeah, and so while so many of our dreams and visions were put on pause, we had this sense that God was just quietly yeah. whispering to push the accelerator, actually, on the vision for the studio and the House of Hope. And as we moved everything that we do as a church, literally everything that we do as a church, we moved it online. We actually then radically increased all of our efforts to come alongside of people and care for those who were hurting. Yeah. We knew that, that hope was never meant to be hoarded. It was never meant to be held inside yeah. of the walls of a church because yeah. hope is for all. That's right. Everyone deserves clap. It's the okay. They're hope clapping online, of Jesus, so it's okay. right? And, I mean, what else did you and, come here and, for? And Let's do this. all of our plans, well, all of our, what did you say? I said, why else did you come if we're not going to do this? Let's do this. Oh, okay. Don't hold all back. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't hold back. Like, Come on, let's go. You're in church for the first time in eight months. Why else did you come here other than to celebrate the faithfulness and goodness of God? I'm sorry I interrupted. Please continue. 
I just I've so, learned over the years that yeah, sometimes you say things and, no, and you, I've got to correct them. I'm glad you checked them. in real time. I'm glad you um, checked in so real time. So I just want to make sure that wasn't that, that wasn't that a correction Ryan. moment. No, can't fix that. No, it's good. Um, I've learned going. some things over the preaching. ten years. Okay. So, anyways, uh, while all of our plans definitely had to change, God's call to us to be a house of yeah. hope. We knew that that would never change. Yeah. That would never change, no matter what was going on. And over the past eight months, the past 35 weeks, the past 245 days, because I have been counting, (laughs) I have been counting, we have chosen as a church to be a church that offers hope for all. We offer hope for all. And I believe as a church, we are just getting started. Mm -hmm. And we are pushing full steam ahead. And we have decided to actually take a portion of our building, an underutilized portion of our building, and to actually push forward with the phase one of the House of Hope. We have decided, even in the midst of a global pandemic, that we need a permanent space inside of this building that is dedicated to the work of healing and help and hope. And it will meet the emotional and physical and spiritual needs of people inside of this church and people that may never step foot Mm -hmm. inside of this church. Mm -hmm. It's where we're going to offer crisis care, where we're going to do soul work with people. We're going to offer financial counseling, support, and recovery groups. We're going to have anti-racism cohorts in this church. We're going to offer legal and justice support and personal and pastoral presence for those that need it most, from from one-on-ones with trained specialists and volunteers to group work and to workshops. And listen, I want to let you know from the very beginning of our church, back when it was just Filled with vision, we said we want to be a church that is better seven days of the week instead of just one. And I believe, I believe with all of my heart that the House of Hope is the biggest and the boldest step that we have taken to do just that. I love it. I love it. I love it. The reason that we are so excited about this, and Gene and I and the team have been praying and planning about all of this, the reason we're so excited and so confident in this vision is because we know that it's actually rooted and anchored in something that is somehow both eternal and also totally tangible, something that is bigger than us and yet totally available to all of us. And it's what Hebrews 6.19 talks about when it says that we have the hope. For those of us who are in relationship with Jesus, you have a hope, and it serves as an anchor for your soul. There is a hope. I know it's felt crazy in 2020. But you actually have access to a hope that is an anchor to your soul, firm and secure. And with so much being so uncertain right now, so unstable right now, so utterly unpredictable right now, we know that there actually is a hope that we can hold on to and a hope that we can offer to others. With so much of life feeling like, I don't know if you feel this way, so much of life feels like it's on hold right now. Have you felt that? Which is like, yes. do I, what do I, how do we move forward? How, everything on life like feels like it's kind of on hold. But the truth is this, there are things that are not on hold. Yes. Pain and poverty are not on hold. Abuse and addiction are not on hold. Mm-hmm. Hunger, hurting is not on hold. Those things are not on hold. We've seen a yes. significant rise in our care and recovery groups during the last nine to 10 months. We provided more meals for more people in the last 10 months than we have in the last 10 years as a church yes. combined. 
Why is that? Why is that? Because we believe that hope is not on hold. That's right. That's We're not right. waiting on hope. We have hope. Mm-hmm. It's an anchor for our soul. Yes. We're not going to wait on hope. We've got that hope right now. And the world needs it right now more than ever. We have a hope to offer. Which is why as a church, this year end, we're going all in. And we actually want this year end to end better than the rest of this year has gone. And we're going to flip the script on 2020 as a church. I don't know if anyone else is interested in that. To offer hope for all. We want to end the year saying, no, there is hope for you. There is hope for all. That's right. And so next weekend, uh, something that we've been doing from the very beginning of this church, next weekend is Gratitude Weekend. We've been packing baskets and giving Thanksgiving meals from the very beginning. I remember packing it with Jamie and Dave Van Dixhorn, and literally they put their little kid inside the of the basket yeah. to go across yeah. the conveyor belt. Yeah. So Soul City's been doing this for 10 years now, and we are going to be joining with our longtime partner, Breakthrough Urban Ministries, to make sure that one thousand families have a thoughtful and honoring meal on Thanksgiving. And what's so beautiful to me about this is that some of these families, they have experienced so much loss Mm -hmm. in the last eight months. Mm -hmm. Due to COVID, some of it has been a, a loss of job or it's been a loss of a family member, loss of resources. And we know that in this season, what has happened in our world is that so often it is the under-resourced communities that get further separated Mm -hmm. from resources. Mm -hmm. And so we want to stand in the gap of that. So in a creative, uh, COVID-safe way, outside in a socially distant way, we are going to have different waves of volunteers serving here at Soul City as well as at Breakthrough on November 20th and 21st, writing cards, putting baskets together so that we can make sure that every family has a full table on Thanksgiving. I love it. And then in December, we're continuing a 10-year tradition as a church. We're actually offering our 10th annual Christmas store, which we're so excited about. We would have never anticipated uh, such a unique way to have to create our Christmas store this year, but we're so excited to provide an opportunity to offer uh, more and more families to receive new gifts and coats this year, brand new gifts, brand new coats this year. Uh, So this week, uh, this year, it's the week of December 12th. We're actually offering delivery and pickup service so that we can practice safe and physically distant, dignifying way Mm -hmm. for families to still experience the joy and the hope that this season brings. With so much this year, so much loss, we long for the Christmas store to be a beacon of hope for people. In the past, we've partnered with a few of our CPS schools. We'll still be doing that. We'll be partnering with Brown and Debt, but this year, we're doing it in a whole new way. We're actually opening up the Christmas store to more and more partners and organizations from families who have a loved one who's incarcerated to individuals who've experienced mm-hmm. abuse or loss mm-hmm. this year. And also, what we love is how we've kind of upped the ante this year. This year, every single family receives a gift certificate for groceries during this holiday season from yeah. our church. Yeah. It's so beautiful, and and as we shared those pictures, uh, we're excited to tell you that this winter we are going to begin renovations on phase one of the House of Hope, and with plans uh, to hopefully be able to open doors in the spring of 2021. 
And our year-end goal for all three of these yeah, projects, together. the Gratitude Weekend, the Christmas Store, and the renovations of the House of Hope, we hope to raise $300,000 to fully fund all of those beautiful projects. And we are committed in a year like no other to providing hope for all. Yeah. To providing hope for all. Because that is what Jesus has provided to every single one of us. Yeah, I mean, there's so many stories, Gina and I were talking, you know, there's so many stories of hope, of, of folks who found hope here. You know, they found God's hope somehow, some way through this church. I think of our friends David and Katie Zapata, who've been a part of this church for a long time. Been in my small group probably too many years. <laughs> and I remember when their son Lincoln was mm -hmm. born, and there were a lot of complications, and he was hanging on for his little life. And, uh, you know, Dave and Katie were here and praying and asking our whole church to hold them up. They needed their church to hold them up in hope, to offer them to make it through that very difficult season. And to see Lincoln now and how he's thriving in life is such a gift. I think of our friends Jason and Jess, um, who when they were walking through the loss of a child in their life while they were here in a part of this church, they turned to this church for that hope mm -hmm. to hold them up when they were walking through the greatest grief of their life, and they even named the, that sweet baby that they lost, they named their child Hope. And they still watch. This was so amazing. They moved away a couple years ago because of a job, and they had to move. They still are connected to and watch and are part of this church every week. And it's just incredible that they can still be connected to what God's doing here. I think of Miranda, who's here. Hi, where's Miranda? Hi, Miranda. And we were talking, Miranda showed up here around the anniversary last year, heard us talk about the House of Hope, and thought, oh, that's so cool. Uh, maybe I'll just kind of go there and help other people find some hope and healing in their life. And what you found, what you shared, is that in your life, um, there was some real hurt, some unworked through, unhealed hurt in your life. And where you went to go help others, you began to find mm -hmm. your hope, your help, your mm -hmm. healing through the House of Hope. And now... Mm -hmm. Miranda oh serves as a volunteer yes. in the House of Hope as she's receiving mm. healing from God. She's offering and extending it to others. Isn't that mm. awesome that God Beautiful. is doing that? I think of stories like um, there's, a family, this is, there's a family who's never come to one of our services. I don't think they watch online. They got into a car accident, and no one in their family speaks English, but they had heard of our Justice Center, which is a group of volunteer lawyers that all have gotten together out of the House of Hope, our, you know, volunteer ministry of the House of Hope to help people who are in difficult situations. They were obviously, as you can understand, concerned for their rights and what it might be, mean to them to be in this accident, and they were partnered up with one of our volunteer lawyers whose day job just happens to be in insurance settlements. And they were able to actually walk this family through all of the hoops so that they could have their rights protected through the process. Mm. And I just think if I have to call out Andrew Sharp, been a, they've been yep. a part of our church for a long time. Uh, he's a hero around here, volunteered in so many different ways behind the scenes, but he has done an amazing job with many others of forming our Justice Center as an extension of the House of Hope so that people, when they are at you know, a very difficult season and don't know where else to turn, can actually turn to a church hmm. for free legal aid and assistance. It's just pretty amazing to consider. Hmm. Last story, because I know we've got to wrap it up here in a minute. Uh, there's uh, a ministry that we started out of COVID-19, out of the intensity and, and difficulty of the season, called Meals of Hope, mm -hmm. where we have incredible meals. Where we partner with a local restaurant, which is able to employ some of their employees because of our partnership with them, to make meals for folks and deliver them so they can have a healthy meal for their family. 
And there was one person, a volunteer of ours, who lives in Indiana, lived, when this happened, lived in Indiana, would drive here, pick up a bunch of meals, and then drive them to people's homes to deliver them for them, and then drive back to Indiana. Well, one of the houses she delivered to, uh, they, she got in a conversation with the person who was receiving the meal, found out that she didn't own a Bible. Just for whatever reason, didn't own a Bible. So this volunteer said, oh, I'm so, you know, I want to see if I can help you with that. Drove back to Indiana, figured it out a day or two later, bought her a Bible, drove back to her house to give her a brand new Bible, mm-hmm. and then say, is there anything I can do to help you know this God more? Isn't that incredible? That it started with a response of sending some, yeah, again, this is what you came here for. You <laughs> need to sell right, the stories. It started with this idea that everyone, everyone, everyone needs hope. That's right. Everyone deserves hope. And it's these kind of stories and so many more are why we're actually choosing to double down on hope as a church in this season. Yeah, and as I think about us uh, walking into a holiday season that none of us are probably ever going to forget, right? That's true. We are never going to forget the holidays of 2020. And, you know, you all know this about me. When it comes to Christmas, I am a straight rule follower, right? I am, I am a rule follower. No music, no decorations until the day after Thanksgiving. And you better believe, COVID style, November 1st, we were pulling Everything. out our Christmas tree. Why not? We were getting all of the, the decorations. We Music's, were making Gigi's the hot the cocoa, yep. singing the Christmas carols. Because I need to be reminded of the hope of Jesus. Yeah. I need twinkling lights and joy to the world and a thrill of hope for this weary world that desperately needs to rejoice. And in so many ways, 2020, it has felt like a giant setback, just like a, a setback to dreams and a setback to plans. But when our hope is in Jesus, you need to hear me, when our hope is in Jesus, what often feels like a setback is just a set up for us to put our hope to the test. And our world has never been more divided. People have never felt more alone and isolated. Fear is at an all-time high. People are overwhelmed and they're worried and they're anxious. And for many, hope hope actually feels kind of scary. And I don't know if this is true for you. Maybe it is. Maybe you've even told yourself I don't know if I want to hope for anything because I don't want to be disappointed by anything. But hope, hope is one of the most precious gifts that we have as humans. It is the ability to see possibility and promise. And our world is hungry for hope. And we have the hope of glory alive and active inside of us. And 2020 has dealt us a lot, friends. But I say it's time to start dealing hope back That's to right. 2020 right. and beyond. That's right. So that... That's it. I mean, that's, that's where we're going as a we church. We haven't preached in front of people no, in a really so long we time. We might go another hour There's a lot two. inside of us. Yeah, this <laughs> might go all night. Just You should have come ready for that. We should have warned you. Uh, we're heading and, and, and doubling down on, on hope. We're not trying to, to go back or, or even like hold our ground as a church. We are moving forward in faith because hope is not on hold. It's not on hold, not for this church, right. not for anyone in this world. We want to help anyone and everyone who feels hopeless to feel hopeful in Jesus, to actually be able to have for themselves a hope that holds them, Mm -hmm. a hope that heals them, Mm -hmm. 
a hope that helps them see that there actually is more. Don't you want to be a part of something yes. like that in your life? Listen, I, don't you want to look back? Listen, listen, I, I, I need to say this. Like, like, don't you want to be able to, when you look back on the other side of the season, because I need to say it again, there will be an end to this. You know yes. that, right? Yes. There will be an end to this. I know it doesn't feel like it. One day you will be on the other side. Don't you want to look back and say, I held on to hope? Yes. I held on to hope through that. And as Jean and I have been looking back over these last 10 years and just naming God's faithfulness after faithfulness after faithfulness, the thing we keep coming back to is you, mm-hmm. is you. And it reminds me of a passage from 1 Thessalonians 1, a passage that embodies mm-hmm. how we feel about you and all of those who've been a part of this only God story for however long you've been a part of it over these past 10 years. 1 Thessalonians 1, 2 through 3 says this, says that we always, always, always thank God for all of you and continually mention you. We bring you up to God. We talk about you with God in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work that you have done, Soul City, produced by faith. Even when you couldn't see it, you believed it. And your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank God for you, Soul City Church. Yes. We thank God for you. We thank God for you. We pray for you continually. We are inspired by your faith. We are inspired by how you lead with love, how you show up. You show up with God. You show up for others. And how even in the midst of the most unexpected and challenging year in my lifetime, your hope is steady and secure. Yeah. And I know there's been a lot. I know you've been through a lot. I know you have. I know you've thought it's maybe more than you could handle. I know. I know. And while none of us thought this is where we'd be 10 years ago, I want you to understand, we're here today celebrating God's faithfulness because of God's faithfulness, even if we got to wear a mask to do it. (laughs) I mean, for a church that loves to hug as much as we do, this has been hard. (laughs) This has been tough for us. And I know that we're all facing our own unique challenges. But I just want to encourage you this before we go, because Jeannie said it's been a minute since we've been able to be with you. Don't lose hope. Mm. Don't lose hope. I know it's hard, and when you feel alone, don't lose hope. And when it feels like the odds are all stacked against you, don't lose hope. Don't you lose your hope. And when it feels like you don't know where God's at or if he'll ever come through, don't lose hope. And when you look out at your family, you wonder how y'all are going to make it or what this is going to mean for their future, don't lose hope. When you look at our city and you see its struggles with violence and an abuse of power and you wonder if anyone can ever fix it, don't you lose hope in God in this city. Mm -hmm. Don't you lose hope. When you look at our country and wonder how it is that we've gotten to where we're at, don't lose your hope in God. Don't you dare lose your hope because you need it more than you know and others need it from you more than you know. So don't hold back your hope. Don't hoard your hope. Don't keep it all to yourself. There are so many in our church and so many in our city and so many in this country and literally around the world that desperately need the hope you have. They desperately need it. So we want to be a church that says this hope is for all. It's hope for all. That's right. So I want to invite you to stand, Soul City. We're going to close out our time in worship and I mean, isn't it good to be in a room and sing with one another? Uh, It is good for my soul. And I just 
As we began this church, our very beginning days, we said we always want to be the kind of church that doesn't cling. We want to be the kind of church that opens our hands and trusts God. And so I just want to invite you to take this prayer posture. It's the way we've been praying for 10 years, and it's the way we're going to keep praying for the next 10 years and beyond. And so Jesus, as we stand right now, we claim that you are our hope. You are the hope of the world, Jesus, and our faith is in you. Our trust is in you. You are our firm foundation. You are the author and the perfecter of our faith. You are the writer of this story, God, and we bless you and we honor you and we praise you and we thank you, God. And for any person in this room here tonight, Lord, that is struggling, any person in this room here tonight, God, that feels like hope is so far from from them. God, I just pray over their heart right now. I pray over their soul right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, we pray healing and we pray your touch. We pray your presence. And God, we pray a special anointing over these next 10 years for Soul City Church. God, we pray that you would do immeasurably more than any of us even think is possible. God, humble us Keep us humble. Keep our eyes fixed on you. We trust you, and we love you, and we bless you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. And all of this room and every person online and all of heaven rejoices as we say amen Amen. and Amen. amen.